Hi, this is Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to us both growing together as we go through this journey of learning new habits and skills that will help improve both our fitness and our health for life. Hey everyone, this is Delcina West with Keeping It Fit for Life, your online fitness and nutrition coach. As most of you know, I am a precision nutrition coach. And what that means is I basically help you, like most other professional coaches, to make the best decisions based on your proven individualized fitness and nutrition goals. I like to tell people like this. It's not a short-term fix-a-flat type lose weight and gain it all back later diet. It's more like a I finally know what to eat for my body type and lifestyle, even if I have downtime and don't feel like working out today, but I have a social event that I have to go to, and it's okay because I'm still losing weight, feeling great, transformation program. (laughs) Get it? That way, people understand that it is a long-term change. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but when it does happen, it's going to last for a lifetime. And I prefer that method although I've done just about all other methods in the past. But that's taught me and given me experience that I can use to bring to you to help you to make better choices throughout your journey. For the next few weeks, I'm going to be bringing you some really cool information. I'm starting off with analyzing and talking to you about the latest diets that are out there. I'm going to be bringing it from the precision nutrition point of view, which doesn't necessarily advocate whether one diet is better than the other, but I'm going to give you the information for you to make the best choice for yourself. Now, there are so many hypes out there, and I'm sure you have heard them, seen them, you've read them on the internet. Not everything you see on the internet is true. Oh my goodness, did you know that? What you have to do is make sure that your sources are reliable and that they are proven. What we do with Precision Nutrition is We are evidence-based. Now, a lot of trainers will say evidence-based, but evidence doesn't necessarily only mean the scientific data. Evidence has to do with how you are responding to your program and what results you're showing. So evidence is based on how you're losing weight or not, how you're getting stronger or not, how you're adapting to changes or not. Those types of information and details and measurements are evidence. So we try to combine everything to get the right picture and the results that you are seriously looking for. So for the next few weeks, I want you to tune in with me and listen to the history behind, the applications of, and whether it could work for you or not on the most popular diets that are out there today. Today, we're going to be talking about the ketogenic diet. Ta-da! That is the most impressive and talked about diet out there today. Many people might think that it's something new, but believe it or not, it's been around for quite some time. I mean, we go through these lifestyle cycles in our day and age where the older people have heard of something and then it goes back to being unpopular and then it comes back up again and all of a sudden, boom, it's a brand new thing. But the ketogenic diet is anything but new. But hey, who wouldn't like to have some butter and bacon with a side of guacamole and shredded cheese on top, right? (laughs) People will say, oh, I'm doing it for my health. But are they really? 
Many Americans are advocates of the ketogenic diet argue that that's exactly what they're doing. They're doing it for their health. By eating a lot of fat and close to zero carbohydrates, you too can enjoy enhanced healthy quality of life, performance, brain function, and abs you can grate that cheese on. Well, that's the proponent and that's what they say. But I'm going to talk to you today about what are ketones, what is ketosis, what exactly is a ketogenic diet, what evidence and scientific research supports the ketogenic diet, do ketone supplements really work, and finally, help you or allow you to choose if the ketogenic diet or ketone supplementation is right for you. Well, as the article goes, aside from being an incredibly helpful and friendly, outgoing information source, Precision Nutrition likes to look into the deeper aspect of why and what things happen. And the ketogenic diet started because of epilepsy research. Now, epilepsy is an ancient brain phenomenon known to medicine thousands of years ago. To manage it, our Neolithic ancestors drilled holes in one another's skull, perhaps trying to get the good bad stuff out, a practice that was known as trepanation. About 400 BC, the ancient Greek doctor Hippocrates observed a man who had seizures for five days. On the sixth day, he noted, as the patient abstained from everything, both gruel and drink, which is what they were drinking there, that there were no further seizures. Aha! Well, about 1400 years later, in 1000 CE, the famous Persian physician Avicenna, who coined the term epilepsy from ancient Greek verbs epilambanien, speculated that overfeeding might be a risk factor to epilepsy. But by 1911, a pair of Parisian doctors were trying fasting as a treatment for children with epilepsy. And in the United States, physical culturist Bernard McFadden was claiming that fasting for three days to three weeks could cure anything. Despite not having the tools and insight of modern neuroscience, these and other people who explored fasting and dietary prescriptions for neurological disorders were actually onto something. Now, we know that there may be a dietary connection, not just between epilepsy and what we eat or don't eat, but also with many other brain disorders. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Unfortunately, fasting isn't fun. And our bodies have evolved or developed to have a strong disdain for starvation. And our brain makes sure that we do something about it. You know, you get that hungry, grumbling feeling in your stomach and you get lightheaded and weak and you can't think straight. That's your body telling you, hey, I'm starving. I need some food. So starvation isn't necessarily a natural thing. But are there health benefits to fasting? No, there could be. In 1921, two things happened. First, an endocrinology research, Roland Whitehead, noted that the same chemical environment happened with both starvation and a diet that was very low in carbohydrates and very high in fat. Now, second, a Dr. Russell Wilder wondered, hmm, could a person get the health benefits of fasting without actually fasting? Interesting, huh? Well, he and other doctors at the Mayo Clinic experimented with what Wilder called the ketogenic diet. Aha, uh -huh, here it comes. And during the early 1920s, not only did children with epilepsy seem to improve overall with this type of diet, they seemed to think and behave better as well. 
hmm, I wonder if it was because they wanted to get some food and they realized they had to behave. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Proven by several notable medical authorities, a ketogenic diet as a treatment for childhood epilepsy found its way into medical textbooks by around 1940 and stayed there throughout the 20th century. In 2016, aging contact sports and modern warfare now present with us new populations of people whose brain might benefit from a ketogenic diet. People with neurodegenerative disorders such as multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, and people with traumatic brain injury from events such as explosions or concussions. Now first, there was another group of people who became curious about ketogenic diets sometime in the 1980s and 1990s. Guess who those were? Bodybuilders and physique athletes. Yes, we would pound the protein. And of course, healthy fats, always healthy, healthy, healthy fats. Very few carbohydrates. I remember doing it. I would have less than 25 grams of carbohydrates close to competition. And of course, leafy green vegetables, because those were negligent carbohydrates for the most part. And we started to notice that there was a significant change. Now, bodybuilders and physique athletes weren't concerned with the brain health or longevity, just wanted to get ripped like the Hulk. <laughs> now, the keto diet, ketogenic diet at that time seemed like a mallet, magic bullet. I mean, eating butter, bacon, and cream to get abs? What? <laughs> well, today, what's old is new again. Physique and performance conscious people, as well as people looking to maximize lifespan and life quality, have rediscovered this old school dietary paradigm and are wondering, hmm, could a ketogenic diet help me perform better? Could a ketogenic diet help me live longer? Could a ketogenic diet help me look great on the beach and have sculpted abs? Well, the answer, it depends. And that's really True. It really does depend. I know he, people hate that answer, but it depends. So we're going to look at some specifics of this ketogenic diet. All right. First of all, what does a ketogenic diet look like? There's so many people with all of these crazy variations, but there really is only one formula that truly identifies a real ketogenic diet. Now, an average mixed meal diet, something that I would recommend on Precision Nutrition, would be about 30% protein, 40% carbs, and 30% fat. The paleo diet would be 40% protein, 20% carbs, and 40% fat. And then a low-carb meal diet would be 40% protein, 10% fat, and fit, sorry, 10% carbohydrates, and 50% fat. That's the low carb. Now the ketogenic meal plan, listen, is actually only recommended 20% protein, 5% carbohydrates, and 75% fat. A lot of people don't realize that. I'm going to leave a picture of this on my Facebook page in case you want to see a visual of what that looks like. So the first three meal plans that I talked about, the, uh, healthy average, the paleo, and the low carb. Protein is more or less the same with just a little bit of variation. But the ketogenic diet, on the other hand, is closer to just 20% protein. So it's not all that meat that everybody is talking about all the time. 
What it is though, really drastically, is extremely low in carbohydrates, as you noticed, almost like 5% of carbohydrates. And so it actually shoots for near zero carbs. So most estimates suggest around 10 to 15 grams of carbs per day. To give you an idea what that looks like in carbs amount for your whole day, say you had about one fifth size portion of cooked carrots or 10 to 15 grapes. That would be the total amount of carbs that you could have on a ketogenic diet. Now the big thing there is very high fat. So in a regular um, recommended diet, well, I would recommend something like one to two thumb size portions of fat with each meal, you know, like from nuts and cheese, avocado, olive oil, the like. But in the ketogenic diet, the fat <clears throat> is about 90% of your total energy intake. So this means that if you're eating a 500 calorie spinach and mushroom salad, you're going to get about two thumb sized pieces of chicken breast on top and then pour about three to four gluts of olive oil on top. Mm -mm. <laughs> the ketogenic diet is also very highly restricted. Here's what you can eat on a ketogenic diet. A small amount of protein such as meat, poultry, fish, seafood, eggs. A large amount of high fat foods such as avocado, coconut and coconut milk or oil, olive oil, any other type of oil, canola oil, um, vegetable oil, nuts and butter, nut butters, bacon, eggs, egg yolks, butter, cheese. And then you can have a very small amount of very low carbohydrate vegetables such as leafy greens, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, asparagus, cucumber, celery, tomatoes, peppers, mushrooms, and zucchini. Now here's what you don't eat on a ketogenic diet. Most dietary dairy, you know, such as uh, milk, but you of course can have butter and certain types of cheeses. You can't eat fruits, grains, beans and legumes, starchy vegetables such as sweet potatoes. You can't have slightly sweet vegetables such as winter squash, beets or carrots. And of course, most processed foods, except for pork rinds, if you're into that kind of stuff. So to recap, the ketogenic menu is, it varies in portion of protein, but generally low, 20%. Stay as close to no carbs as possible, more like 5%, and very high in fat, somewhere close to 75%, very limited in food choices, right? So with that said, you are definitely limiting the total amount of calories you're taking in. So what is the role of ketones and what is ketosis? Ketones are a group of organ organic compounds with a specific structure. The term ketone was actually coined around 1850 by a German chemist named Leopold Gimlin. Now we can use two types of ketones as energy sources, acetylcoacetate and beta-hydroxybutate. Now there's a lot of technicalities that comes to ketones, but the way that it works is that your body goes into uh, ketosis and that happens when blood ketones are higher than normal either through dietary changes which could lead to very low blood glucose or through supplementation some people like to think of ketone bodies as a fourth energy source for humans in addition to carbohydrates fats and proteins our main three energy sources are carbohydrates fats and proteins and then some people feel that ketones can be another source but there's actually a fifth one 
it's alcohol when it converts into ethanol. That can also be used as energy. But however, just because something can metabolize doesn't always mean that you should use it as an energy source. So how do you get into ketosis? Well, first you have to make sure that your body naturally goes through the process of ketogenesis. Let's see if we can shorten that and give you a quick way of how that happens. One, you can do it through a ketogenic diet, and two, you can do it through a supplementation with ketosis. And there are probably several benefits of going into a ketogenic diet, but most people don't go into a ketogenic diet for the health benefits. They go so that they can lose weight and be skinny. So how does your body exactly do that? Well, let's take a break right here and we'll be right back. Hey, if you're with me, thanks for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to learn how to make nutrition a simple and easy part of your lifestyle. Okay, so how does getting into ketosis work for fat loss? I know that's what you all want to know. Forget about all the brouhaha with the science and the medicine and the history, right? Okay, so low-carb advocates in the late 1990s and early 2000s thought that maybe they had stumbled over the key to fighting flab, insulin. Insulin is mainly a storage hormone. Its job is basically to help nutrients get into the cells. The low-carb slash insulin hypothesis dramatically oversimplified goes like this. Insulin makes stuff go into cells. Stuff that goes into fat cells makes us fat. If we don't help stuff go into cells, then we won't get fat. We might even lose fat. Carbs, in their digested form of glucose, stimulate insulin release. Therefore, eating fewer carbs equals less body fat. Now, there is theory it does have some merits. But one thing, it got some of us unhooked from processed sugary and starchy treats and thinking more about fiber content and healthy fats. So that's a good thing. Unfortunately, insulin is not the only player in this game. There's never only one player in the team sport and complex system that is your body. That is really key. It's never just one thing. Nor does insulin act alone. Energy storage is governed largely by our brain, not a single hormone. So the other upside to the low-carb approach is that people often ate more protein and more fat. When we eat protein and fat, we release satiety hormones, particularly CCK, which is one of the main hormones that tells us we're full. So if you're full and you're eating more protein and fat, then you're less hungry, which means we eat less, which means we lose fat. It's the eating less part, not the insulin part, that actually matters. On top of this, if you recall, carbohydrates are relatively heavy to store. Lower carb intake and our body will eventually release some water and glycogen. The result, ta-da, magic weight loss. Not exactly though. Yet being in ketosis doesn't seem to have any special advantage for losing body fat rather than just weight, especially if we consider the lifestyle and behavior aspects to this. You may find that it's easy to eat less when you can eat when all you can eat is protein and fat. But after a while, you may grow tired of bringing your own whole salmon to parties and wonder what the other 95% of the grocery store is up to. You may start to have fantasies about a threesome, you, Oreos, and chocolate sauce. <laughs> Not only that, you may be getting some serious scurvy and other nutrient deficiencies. For women in particular, 
Lowering carbohydrate intake seems to have negative effects. Women's bodies go on high fat alert faster when they sense less energy and fewer nutrients coming in. Many women have found that low carb diets that worked for great for their husband not only didn't work for them, but it knocked out their menstrual cycle on the way out the door. So the verdict for this is that not to recommend a ketogenic diet for sustainable fat loss. For a short-term fat loss, it works great. But for sustainable fat loss, you have to consider all of the factors that go into being on a ketogenic lifestyle. Now, some people are able to maintain this lifestyle, well, for their lifestyle, but it's not sustainable for the most of us. So therefore, you have to decide, do I want to maintain a lifestyle of eating 20% protein, 5% carbohydrates, and 75% fat for the rest of my life? Does that seem realistic? Does that seem doable? If it is, then go for it. But for most of us, it's not. And therefore, because it's not applicable to longevity, my recommendation is ketogenic diet is not good for lifestyle change. It's good for the short term, but it's not something that I would recommend for most people. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of the ketogenic diet. Again, you have to use your own decision-making process and do what is best for you. Thanks for listening. This has been Delcina with Keeping It Fit for Life, helping you to make nutrition simple and easy for your life. Check me out on the web on Facebook at Fit for Life PT, or you can get more information from my coaching program at https semicolon backslash backslash procoach.app slash Delcina. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I really enjoy spending time with you. And remember, if you want any additional information on what we spoke about today or any questions relating to health and fitness, please search for me on www.fitforlifeptllc or on my new coaching site, which is www.procoach.app slash Delcina. I'm always found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And once again, thank you so much. Have a beautiful and healthy day.